Thank you, Lord, for this day that you have blessed us with, Lord. God, for the opportunity to be in this place, O oh Lord. We come before you, Lord, in your presence, O oh Lord, that we can lift you up, O oh God. We give you glory and honor, Lord, and praise, Father. We ask that you would look down upon us and give us grace in your sight, Lord. That you minister unto us, Lord, as we're here, Father, in your presence. God, you know our hearts, you know our thoughts, Lord, you know everything about us. And I pray that you would go before your people and that you would bless them, Lord. Minister to the needs they have, O oh Lord. Amen, Father. God, for our homes and for our families, Lord. Put your hand upon us, O oh Lord. And amen, God. Continue, Lord. Amen to supply, Father, all our needs according to your riches and glory. Amen, God. And we pray for an outpouring of your spirit in this place, God. Quicken us, Lord, and renew us, O oh Father. Amen, Lord, that we can come, O oh God, to life in you, O oh Lord. And I pray, Lord, open our ears that we may hear, our eyes that we may see, Lord, and our hearts that we can be converted unto you, Lord. Let your word have free course in this place and let it accomplish what you sent it for to do. And Lord, we pray for the Hancock family, Lord, and Lufkin, Lord. We pray for the Condon family, Lord, and White Clay, Father. We pray, Lord, that you administer unto them, Lord, console them, Lord. Amen, Lord. God, give them peace, O Father. Amen. During this time, O Lord, and I pray, Lord, that they, O God, can, amen, find, O Lord, that peace in you, Father. So I pray, Father, let that be done, Lord. I pray for my wife, Lord. I pray for Brother Chuck. I pray for Sister Linda, Lord. You know their needs, O God, and I pray that you administer unto them. Amen, Lord, that you would continue to do a work, O Father. Thank you, Lord, for your promise of healing, Lord. And Father, we give you all the praise and the glory and honor. <clears throat> Bless our worship tonight, Lord. Bless the ministry of your word, God. Let us be, amen, as one body, Lord. Let us have unity, Lord, and let us have harmony in you, Lord. In your spirit, Lord, in your word. Bind us together, Lord, that we, O oh God, can be one body, Father. This we ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let it be done, Lord, in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen.
such a blessed people to be able to come into the presence of the Lord like you yeah. Every single time he confirms his presence yeah. here. Yeah. We're so blessed because that don't happen just everywhere. We need to take advantage of that. Brother Sinaway, will you pray for the offering? Lord, thank you for this day. Lord, bless this offering we're going to give and we're going to receive, oh God. Lord, help us to bless you, Lord, your kingdom, and give back to you, oh God, with what you've blessed us with in our lives, oh God. Help us to give cheerfully, oh God, for you love a cheerful giver, oh God. Lord, triple it, double it, do with it as you will, oh God. Oh Lord, for the tithe, for the offerings, oh God, for your, your work here in this town, oh God, for the ministry, oh God, for everybody, oh God, you know the needs, oh God. Help us to trust and to believe and have faith in you, oh God. Lord, for your will to be done, we give you all the praise, glory, and honor. Honor, Jesus, amen. Amen. The blood that Jesus shed for me way back, way back on Calvary. Oh, it's the blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never, never, never lose its power. Come on. 
its power. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Appreciate the Lord. Amen. Amen. All he's done for me and you. Amen. His faithfulness, his loving kindness. Some places in the scripture it says loving kindnesses. So there's many times he Amen blesses us and praise God ministers to us without us really knowing. Amen. Uh, finally reschedule the dates with Brother uh, Gabriel Reynolds is the October 25th to the 29th. So I'm looking forward to him coming up. I almost forgot. I know I, I made the announcement Sunday about the middle of September and I almost forgot. Yeah. I'll be going down to uh, Chitopa and I thought, oh man, what am I saying? I need to, I need to withdraw that statement. I, praise God. I heard Sister Dina say something. I said, oh, yep, 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 yep that's right. Yes. Amen. So I made, the, I made the mistake. Praise God. Praise God. But it's always good to be in this place. Amen. The presence of the Lord. Something how we can experience it collectively as a body and you think about that and even more so we still can experience it when we're on our own yeah. praise God to have that peace and to have that assurance that's something else amen the Lord will do exactly that we learn to walk in the spirit and learn to lean on him Hallelujah. Just a reminder, don't forget Labor Day weekend coming up in a, in a week. So all those that are able to help with the stand there that we're going to have on Sunday evening. Um, haven't decided how we're going to do that, uh, how long it will take. Do we have all the donations in as far as? No. Okay, so. Okay, by the 25th. Okay, that is. Friday, so everybody that's donating uh, your monetary funds, have them in by Friday so they can get the shopping done. And, and uh, like I said, uh, when it comes close to next weekend, we'll decide what we're going to do because I don't know how much time they'll need to prepare for that. Uh, I know the stand opens up later on that evening, so hopefully we won't have to eliminate a service or whatever. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Brother David said he thoroughly enjoyed himself. I took him home Monday and turned around and came back. But he said, listening on podcasts is a blessing, he said. But to be there live and in person is more of a blessing, he said. Yeah. Amen. And he said, the awesome presence of the Lord, he said, in this place, he said, you cannot... He said, this is something that you cannot really fathom until you come into the house of God. He said, I was 
I was blessed and he said I enjoyed it but he wants to come back again because he said I need I need church I need God and so pray for brother David and uh, pray for his family praise God he said he enjoyed it immensely he said it's been a long time since he's been in this setting especially this this uh, ministry and everything he said he just was you know just blessed and overwhelmed he said just renewed a lot of his uh, his faith and everything so I'm glad he was able to experience that and, uh, amen. amen that's what God can do for you that's amen. right amen. if you're hungry and if you're that's thirsty right. That's right. If you're seeking him man I wish we had more in this place Praise God. Praise God. But those of you that are here, you're going to be blessed. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Already I know one thing. Uh, the Lord is definitely, and if you haven't really noticed it, every time you come in here and every time we open up, every time we allow His Spirit to move and Amen. As He pours His Spirit out upon us and as He ministers to us, that he is obviously trying to set us up. He's trying to set the mood, prepare us, prepare us for a a downpouring that we obviously we definitely need. Praise God. We always need to experience outpouring of his spirit. But he's been doing that and he's trying to get us to focus our attention on him and Amen. And uh so I want to be able to somehow pass some uh, scripture on to you tonight, some information to help you to be aware, and amen, maybe to help you to prepare yourselves, to get yourselves ready and all this, and uh, amen for the Lord to move and for us to, to have revival and to be renewed and to be restored. Praise God. So that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm praying for. If you would turn with me in your Bibles this evening to the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms. Chapter 24, if you please. I just want to share a little information with you, maybe lay a little foundation, something simple, something that is understandable, something that will help you. Amen. Psalms 24, if you have it, say amen. amen. Verse number three, we'll start with, uh, praise God, maybe it'll help if I get in the right chapter. Psalms 24, verse number 3. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? Do you know that's what we're doing right now? Amen. Praise God. It says, he that has clean hands and a pure heart 
who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from God, from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. Selah. Does anybody know what Selah means? Pause to ponder. Remember that. To pause to ponder. But who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who's going to ascend into the hill of the Lord? Psalms 48. You read there verses 1 and 2. It says, Great is the Lord, greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of His holiness. I like the way it starts that psalm out. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. How I many you know He's greatly to be praised? Yes. In the city of our God, in the mountain of His holiness. Now look what it says. Beautiful for situation. The joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north. The city of the great king. Amen. So two scriptures that are obviously related to one to another speaking about ascending. Ascending. Making your way upward to the hill of God. Amen. And so he says about that the city of God and the mountain of his holiness it says beautiful beautiful for situation that's kind of you look at that and you you wonder sometimes I know a lot of people probably just wonder what that means beautiful for situation actually it means in the Hebrew beautiful in its elevation or in its height beautiful for situations in other words where it was located Amen. On Mount Mount Moriah. That was the highest point in Jerusalem. The highest point. And uh, you think about it. This place is obviously the place that the Lord set up. Amen. His throne. Amen. In the temple. And the temple sat upon the highest place there. The highest place. Uh, I was thinking about the Bible study I gave a good while back about entering into the temple precinct. And as you entered into the temple precinct and as you entered the beautiful gate, as you entered the threshold of the beautiful gate, you stepped up three steps. Three feet, you stepped up, you were elevated. So as soon as you entered the temple precinct, you were elevated. You made that ascent from where you were standing before you 
stepped into the threshold. So you were obviously three feet higher. And as you entered in the courts that were after that, as you entered into the court of the women, you stepped up three more feet and you were elevated. And then you go on to the treasury. And as you went on to the treasury, of course, you stepped up three more feet and you were elevated. So every time you got closer to the temple, every time you, you made your way to the temple, you were being elevated. As you stepped up, you were being elevated. By the time you reached, amen, the platform of the temple, right before the temple, right before the temple doors, you were elevated 27 feet. Now, that's something to think about, isn't it? 27 feet. Praise God. So your little, uh, praise God, your, your, your uh, ascent to that place right before the temple doors, amen, it brought you up higher than where you were down when you begun your ascension. What is all that for? What does all that mean? Amen. That's, that's what God wants us to understand and that's what God wants us to comprehend. That when we enter His presence, guess what? The movement that we exert is going to always be upward. So in other words, we're always going to be ascending up to Him. Amen. And you know, it's kind of almost like, uh, you know, you go to different places and and you see, uh, you know, uh, how they do it where you can't even tell what's happening unless you get to a certain point where you turn around and you go back and you look back and you go, wow, I, I was I was down there and I'm up here. Yeah, right. But it's almost like, a, how, how would you say, a, a, a delusion right. or something that you, you cannot tell. I mean, you can't really tell unless you go through the process of making that ascent. And then when you turn around and you see how exactly how you are when you're standing at a certain level and you know that's the way it is with the Lord and that's the way that the Spirit moves the Spirit will move us to come to a place where we will be ascending into His presence just like when we come in here and worship when we come in here and worship we come in here and we're all burdened down from amen what we've experienced today and then when we begin to worship God what happens we feel like we're being lifted up we're being Amen. We're being elevated. We're ascending into the presence of God. Lightens your spirit, doesn't it? Lightens your spirit. So that's why it says, beautiful in elevation or in its height. Beautiful. In other words, praise God. We can only, amen, imagine what that was like to be able to look at it. Amen. Look up to the temple and say, wow, that is in a beautiful place. And we're going up to that place. Amen. And uh, amen. So we see that. And you ever notice that anybody that ever traveled into Jerusalem, you see that in the scripture, and you even see it in Josephus' writing. Whenever they made amen comments about pilgrims that came to Jerusalem, when they got to Jerusalem, they said they always went upward into the city. Wow. That's something, isn't it? Yes. Well, like I said, the Lord wants to set the mood. He wants us to understand. He wants us to comprehend what's happening as we come together. Amen. Our, our worship isn't for nothing. Right. Our worship has a purpose. Amen. Amen. And we get a taste of that when we worship God, especially when we come in here and we offer ourselves, our bodies, a living sacrifice, and we offer up the sacrifices of thanksgiving and praise unto Him. 
That's something that we've got to learn how to do because that takes a lot for us to do that. To be able to offer up those sacrifices even on our own without being told. When you can do it willingly. So the Lord is setting the mood. He's setting the mood. And he does it. Amen. You, you go and when you look into the scriptures, uh, uh, specifically the, the, the book of Psalms, you'll notice that. Beginning from Psalms 120 and going up, going up those 15 Psalms after that, 120, Psalms 120 and Psalms to Psalms 134. Guess what they label those Psalms? Does anybody know? Psalms of Ascension or Psalms of Degrees. Right. Yep. So in other words, you make your way. These Psalms were Psalms, songs that were sung. Now listen to this. Songs that were sung to put the worshiper in a certain frame of mind. Mm. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I know we have this screen right here and you can see the lyrics to their songs. That's for your, that's for you, so that you can follow along. Once you, once we can all sing it together, it's just almost like we can put those lyrics up there, so you can sing along with everybody. What, what's the whole purpose of that? Amen. It's not just to follow along and sing with everybody, but the whole purpose of that is this: God putting us in a frame of mind, God putting us in a mood, so that He can minister to us, so that we can be elevated. Hallelujah. That's why I think worship should be yes. amen. Something that should be so, praise God, powerful yes. and moving. Amen. Amen. So the Psalms of degrees are, as Brother Dan said, they're called Psalms of Ascent. Psalms of Ascent. A group of 15 Psalms. And in the Hebrew, it's called Hama Allah. Hama Allah. That's the Hebrew word that's used to describe these psalms of degrees or the psalms of ascent. Hama Allah refers to elevation. Refers to elevation. It also means a journey to a higher place. Taking a journey to a higher place. Did you realize that? What we experience in the Holy Ghost when we come in here and worship God. Woo, you're not listening. Right now. Huh? God wants to take us to a journey through worship. Because that's what the Jews did. They did it. That's what, that's what their goal and that was their aim in their worship. And that's why they call them the Psalms of degrees or the songs of ascent it would it would put them in a frame of mind or in the mood to make that ascent to make that ascent to go worship god okay so so amen these songs were used for that purpose amen the 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 first purpose amen was uh when you read in in the book of uh ezra in chapter seven and verse number nine you go you go there and uh, praise God, you see uh, a little bit uh, a reference here. 
in the book of Ezra, amen, 7 and, and verse number 9, it says this. It says, For upon the first day of the month began he to go up from Babylon, and on the first day of the fifth month came he to Jerusalem according to the good hand of his God upon him. So, so you see this, what is speaking about uh, Ezra here, but pay attention to what the word is saying. For upon the first day of the month began he to go up from Babylon. You notice that? Go up from Babylon. So in other words, Ezra was returning from captivity. He was, his destination was Jerusalem. He was going back to Jerusalem. So his journey from Babylon, listen to this. His journey from Babylon was this. From Babylon to Jerusalem, he was going up. Okay? And history says these songs were sung by the Jews who returned to, from captivity. These were sung as they exited or as they left Babylon on their return trip to Jerusalem. They sung these songs because they understood that they were going up to Jerusalem. Psalms of Ascent. Then, second of all, these psalms were sung while ascending the steps on the south end of the temple platform. So when Jews went to Jerusalem to worship, and as they entered the temple through the southern gate of the platform, you'll notice there, if you see, if you get on uh, YouTube and you watch... Uh, 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 documentaries on you know what they have been uncovering and they uncover the steps those steps going into that gate there the double gate they call it the double gate the southern part of the of the wall there they go into there and they and these steps were were built or constructed going into those gates now here's the, here's the thing about those gates remember I said something about the word say law well these these uh, these steps were constructed in such a way they were made in a pattern of two short steps and a third long step or a third wide step. So in other words, two short steps probably like this. And then a long step. Why was it as they went up? Two short steps and then a long step. Why was it? Because when you ascend and when you access God, you can't really come to him in haste. In order for you to really understand the purpose, and as they sang these psalms, as they were ascending, they would go and they would take the two steps, and when they came to that third step, they were actually, amen, constructed that way where the worshiper could not ascend quickly. Mm. Wow. Wow. So you have to stop on that particular step and you had to actually take a few steps to be able to go to the next steps but what was that what was that third step for what was it actually for that third step was actually for this for pausing so when he said say law so can you imagine him reading that psalm and then all of a sudden they come to say law why right when they came to that particular amen step that third step they stopped and they paused amen the reason 
for pausing. Listen to this. The reason for pausing, when somebody pauses, when you pause, when you stop, when you come to a cessation of movement, guess what happens? Amen. You stop. So when you stop, what does that bring you to? In your, in your mind and in your spirit, in your being, it brings you to a halt. So that when you are standing still, obviously what comes next is you begin, your mind begins to reflect. Reflection. So in other words, here they are singing that song, and as they stop, as they're pausing, they're reflecting. They're reflecting. They're meditating on the word that they are singing. Praise God. So I said, God is setting the mood. Praise God. God is setting the mood for you and I. Why? You know what? Every time we come in here to worship, does it make you reflect? Yeah. Does it make you reflect on what you're going through right now? Does it make you reflect on, on the God that you serve? All the potential, all the possibilities, all the opportunities that we have as the children of God. Does it bring you to a place of reflection in your mind and in your spirit? The other purpose for that long step was for this. So that the Jewish worshipers could stand and then after they finished standing, they would dance. Amen. Hallelujah. They would dance. What does that tell you? Praise God. Like I said, God is setting the mood. Amen. These songs ascended. These songs ascended. As they ascended, these songs set the mood of the worshipers. And the mood of the worshipers sometimes brought them to a place what they would call, what they would call in the scripture as the highest praise. The highest praise. In other words, we come to that place and as we are seeking God and as we're making that ascent, we're obviously coming to the highest praise. We're coming to the highest praise. We can offer Him the highest praise that God can receive from you and I. Man, wouldn't that be something? Well, we can experience. So the songs ascended the mood of the worshipers to the highest praise. Man, if we could just let God let be God. These psalms were used when David brought the ark of God back to the city of Zion. And when he placed it in the tabernacle that he erected. These songs were sung as they were, amen, coming before the Ark of the Covenant. These songs were used by Jewish males on their journey ascending to Jerusalem for the three annual feasts, Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles, also known as the Pilgrim's Songs, 
sung by pilgrims on their journey to Jerusalem. So here's the thing. When you study the Psalms, when you read the Psalms that I'm speaking about, Psalms 120 to 134, read the content. Read the content and, and you'll see what the worshipers, what they were going through, what their experiences were. Obviously, what you and I go through on a daily basis, whatever we experience, trial, temptation, persecution, hmm? blessing, whatever we go through. But we can understand the whole purpose of this. We experience a lot of things as we go through life, every day in life. We experience a lot of things. We go through a lot of things. Our, our moods are always shifted, aren't they? Our moods are always shifted. Guess what? These psalms are to bring us to a place even though we come from certain, amen, areas in our life where we're going through something, whether they be, amen, negative or positive. Guess what? These help us to reflect on God so that our mood can be shifted to worship Him. Amen. No matter what you're going through, no matter if you're feeling downcast, no matter if you're heavy laden, you're burdened, no matter if you're going through temptation, no matter if you're experiencing trials, no matter if you're in tribulation, no matter whatever, whatever it is, amen, the Word of God will always bring us to a point where we know this is what it is when we are in this world. But let me tell you something. I'm glad that we know a God that can help us to understand yeah. that He can minister yeah. to us and put us in the mood that we need to be yeah. in. Like I said, He's setting the mood. Why is this important? Remember, Psalms of Ascent. Psalms of ascent. Ascension. That's God's will for us. It's God's will for us to be elevated in the spirit. But how we can attain that and how we can experience it. Jesus shared this in Matthew 10, 38 39. When he spoke this in verse number 38, he said that, And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. Amen. So we all have to learn how to take up our crosses. Why is that? Why is it that we need to learn how to take up our crosses? We need to learn how to crucify our flesh. Everything about our carnal nature, our carnal being, obviously, guess what? That's our weakness. That's our downfall. So the remedy for that is this. It's the cross. Crucify the flesh with the affections and lust thereof. Amen. And if we're crucified with Christ, guess what? We're going to live with Him. So if we crucify the flesh, that's what it's going to take. Guess what? 
If you eliminate all the weaknesses of your flesh, your carnal nature, you're going to get rid of a good percentage of the problems that you have in your mind and in your spirit. That's right. Yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Crucify the flesh. Yeah. Praise God. Die out to the flesh. Die out to sin. Die out to the world. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So that's what he said. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. We have to learn to bear our cross. Then he says this in verse number 39. He that findeth his life. He that findeth his life. In other words, what's he talking about? He that findeth his life. He's talking about our lower life. He that findeth his life, your life, praise God. Your lower life, in other words, the life we live in this economy, our carnal life, the lower life. He that findeth his lower life. You notice that? People that like to live according to the dictates of their body, their flesh, their carnal nature. They cannot serve God. They cannot worship God. They cannot please God. Amen. They struggle to. So that's why I said that, amen, he that findeth his lower life shall lose it. Lose what? The higher life. And he that loseth his life. If you lose your lower life, your carnal life, for my sake, he said, you're going to find it. The higher life. So what's Jesus saying? In order for you to be able to experience the higher life, We've got to lose the lower life. Thank you, Jesus. Think about that. Such simple antidotes. (laughs) Such simple antidotes for us that, uh, amen, amen, that, uh, as Paul said, they that have, they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory. Amen. So you think about that. That's what he told us that, that we need to do. And he said, I am crucified with Christ. I'm reading out of Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So, we need to understand that if we lose our lower life, we're going to find the higher life. So God is obviously trying to set the mood for you and I, trying to lead us to that place. Amen. And praise God, we need to understand. We need to understand that when we allow ourselves to obey His Word, we're going to be led to that place. Amen. We're going to experience that. We're going to experience the spiritual life. The spiritual life. 
Hallelujah. Think about that. Back then, under the old covenant, they could only think about experiencing and being led to that place where they can, you know, offer up the high praises and just feel the exhilaration of that form of worship. The difference between them and us is this. We worship God in spirit and in truth. Yes. Right. We're filled, we're baptized with the Holy Ghost. They can only try to grasp through obedience to the Word of God just to try to feel, amen, after His presence and experience that exhilaration of being elevated to that place. But guess what? They couldn't really fully comprehend because they weren't filled with the Holy Ghost like you and I were. They could probably feel all the things that come with Amen. That kind of worship and the presence of God, they were probably, amen, overwhelmed by, amen, the feeling and, and just the sheer, amen, goodness of God's presence. The excitement. You can just imagine that. But that was the closest they could get to Him. I want to throw this in there. This is not part of my notes, but I'm going to throw this in there. It just came to my mind. And, you know, you think about it, because the Lord said, draw nigh unto God. James said, draw nigh unto God. Draw nigh unto him, and he will draw nigh to you. If you don't make a move for God... God is not going to make a move for you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So the only way is if we're sincere, if we're truthful, if we're true worshipers. Yeah. It's going to happen. If you really want God, you're going to take that first step. Right. God already knows your heart. He already knows your thoughts. He knows everything about you. Yes. But he wants to see your sincerity. Yeah. Amen. He really wants to see how much you really want him. Amen. And how much you really need him. Right. And so it says, draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. So when you make that first step, when you make that first move, what's God going to do? He's going to say, okay. Yeah. Now I'm going to do my part because they have done their part. Yeah. Amen. Right. That's right. Amen. My, my, my. We're still talking about ascending. Psalms of ascending. So that's the mind of God. That's God's mind. That's, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to set the mood in you and us. He's, he's, trying to, he, he's trying to set the mood. He's trying to get you to that point where he can lead you to that place where you can... <laughs> And to his presence, remember what he said. Who is going to who is going to ascend to the hill of God? Who's going to ascend? Who's going to make that trek? Who's going to go up? Amen. And who's going to sing those songs, songs of degrees? Who's going to bring that upon themselves? Asking that question. Praise God. You know what's really good? You know what's really a blessing? Is when you can come in here and you're going through a battle 
you've been struggling all day long, you, you, you've been burdened, you come in, you're weighed down. You know what's really good? When you can come in here and get the victory. Amen. Over whatever it is. That's right. Uh, depression. Amen. Praise God. Frustration, fear, whatever it is. Anxiety. You can come in and you can turn that around. You know why? Because you're making that ascent. Yeah. Because when they sang those songs, they were obviously they they sang those songs. They knew that what, what they're experiencing, but they realized this. I'm not going to let that stop me because I want to get to the hill of God. I want to do yeah. God is going to put me in the right mood, yeah. and I'm going to have a testimony. So that is God's intent. That is His mindset. We can't change God's mind. We can't. He said, I am the Lord, I change not. James said, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Huh? We cannot change God's mind. The writer in Hebrews said, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. We cannot change God's mind. We cannot change that. We cannot do that. We cannot change His mindset. So we need to understand. Because He made the statement. He said, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Our thoughts are always way down here. His thoughts are up here. My ways are higher than your ways. Our ways are down here. His ways are up here. So what is God trying to do? God is trying to motivate us to make that ascent so we can come up to that place where we can be in Him. Amen. Let me tell you something. It makes a big difference if you get your mind and your spirit full of the Holy Ghost. Right. Amen. What I love about this is he, he gives us little amen hints every now and then in the scripture. He'll, he'll, he'll kind of show us something. We never really understand it. Let's go to Ephesians chapter uh, 1. What he says and here in Ephesians chapter 1 and, and verse number 3. We'll start with verse number 2. We'll just read a little bit here if you don't mind. He said in verse number 2 in Ephesians chapter 1 it says Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father, even from the Lord Jesus Christ. Then he says, Blessed be the God, even Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. He has blessed us with spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So those spiritual blessings are in heavenly places. Amen. 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 Then he goes on to say in verse number 20, he says, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. 
What is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. So he's sitting in the power of God in his, in his own right hand. Where is he sitting? In heavenly places. Pay attention. In heavenly places. Heavenly places. And so we see here. Paul goes on and this is what he says. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 5 and 6. He says this. Even when we were dead in sins hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. You ever wonder why God gave you the Holy Ghost? Right. <laughs> hey, I know, you know, I'm taking medication until it runs out. It's helping me to heal. It's got a purpose. I don't like taking medication, but I'm doing it. I talked to the Lord about it. I said, I just don't, you know me, Lord. But I'm doing it. It's helping me. I'm taking it. I'm subjecting myself to its use and its purpose. Right. 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 Amen. Amen. So I can get better. That's right. That's right. Okay? Are you understanding that? Yes. 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 Same thing with the Holy Ghost. Yes. If we subject ourselves to its use and its purpose that God has for us and what He why He's given us the Holy Ghost. How come Amen? Some have a hard time relying on the Holy Ghost yeah, right. to get them through. Right. Yeah. Because it has a purpose. The purpose of the Holy Ghost is to help us and lift us up. Our mind, our heart, our spirit, even our body. Amen. Amen. I was reminded of a miracle that happened Way back in 1985, I believe it was, that picture you, we have on the outside wall, the church there in White River, we were witnessing to a lady by the name of Betty Finnock. And uh, Betty Finnock was, uh, uh, she was uh, uh, diagnosed with cancer. And so we witnessed her and we invited her to come to church and I witnessed her about, amen, uh, water baptism and the influence of the Holy Ghost. Took her a little while, but finally she seen it and she obeyed and she got baptized. God filled her with the Holy Ghost. God also healed her. <laughs> a miracle took place when we baptized her. We had a big trough in the in the church. And we baptized her. We baptized several, I think, that day. I can't remember who all, but we baptized her. As I laid her down in the water. She came out of the water and she lifted up her hand and she started worshiping God and she started speaking in other tongues. Amen. And all of a sudden people are saying, look at her, look at her, look at her feet. And everybody was all, everybody was kind of wondering what's going on, what, 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 what's wrong with her feet? She wasn't standing on the bottom of the tank, she was, her feet were elevated about a good six inches to a foot above the bottom of the tank. Amen. Now you tell me. That was a notable miracle yeah. Yeah. that Amen. so many people seen. Right. But obviously God elevated her. Yeah. And God healed her. Yeah. 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 
So you think about that. Think about that. Think about what the Holy Ghost can do for you. Think about the work of God in you. Amen. When you get to that place, when you are down so low. And it's, it's us learning how to, amen, learning how to lean upon the Holy Ghost to help us. And when you do, he's going to put you in the right frame of mind. That's right. Because like the Bible says, he's not given us the spirit of fear, right. but of power and of love and of a sound 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 mind 2 Timothy 1.7 if you want to write that down that's what the Holy Ghost can do he can put you in the right frame of mind guess what he can also put you in the right mood yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. amen yeah. Why do we go around frowning <laughs> when we can be happy? Yeah. We can just choose to be happy. Yeah. Oh, I've got bills. I'm behind, and all the you know I'm not feeling good, and all this is happening. Guess what? Still, you can still choose to be happy. Yeah. God can yeah. put you in that mood. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't determine how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what Brother Craig said. I wasn't talking to God about my problems. I started talking to my problems about God. That's what we need to do. Yes. We're still talking about ascension. So he says, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. Hath quickened us. Hath made us alive made us alive together with Christ. So when we received the Holy Ghost, guess what? We were quickened together with Him. Yes. Yeah. 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 We, used to, we used to sing that song we do every now and then. If that same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you dwell in you if that same that raised Christ from the dead. Well in you. Well in you. Oh, he will quicken your mortal body. Spirit dwells in you. See, that's what God will do. He will quicken your mortal body. The Holy Ghost is real. The Holy Ghost is a reality. And we need to learn how to live in that reality. Yeah, right. Live in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Walk in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. You think about that. If you could ever get yourself lined up with the Word of God, you would understand. You wouldn't be so fearful of the devil. You wouldn't be so fearful of the world. You wouldn't be so fearful of sin. Of sinning. If you could line up, because if that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that same spirit 
that went down to hell and resurrected out of hell is the same Holy Ghost you and I have today. The same Holy Ghost. While we never ever try to go back and think about that. Instead, we think about our problems. <laughs> we think about what we're going through. We let that, amen, overwhelm us. And we tend to believe the devil more yeah. than we believe God. Yeah. Yeah. But you've got a power Woo. in you that is greater yeah. than any devil. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I bet you the devil sure laughs when he talks people out of it. When he talks you out of you, when he belittles the power of God in you. Amen. He probably just snickers when you give in, when you call underneath it. All his, amen, his darts, all the wicked thoughts that come against you. And he knows, man, if they only knew. If they only knew. Ooh. That's because a lot of times those, those people are down here. Right. They're down here. They're in the lower, lower levels. Why is it we think that attaining God's righteousness and living that life in the spirit, living that new life, why do we think it's difficult? In verse number six, he said, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So guess what? Our experience, our infilling with the Spirit of God, and because we have been raised up together, we have, you know what the word is? When you look up that word, you can go home and do your homework, look up that word in the, in the Greek, and you're going to find out that word uh, raised up, it means elevated means he elevated us, he lifted us up, he elevated us. In other words, it's like us taking an elevator ride. We go from the basement floor to the top, wherever that's at. An elevator ride. We're elevated, we're taken up. That's what the Holy Ghost does for us. It elevates us. So you think about it. When we really study the use of the word of God and especially the Psalms that were the, the Psalms of degrees and you bring uh, they were to bring the worshiper to a mood of ascending up to the Lord seeking higher ground. It's kind of funny because it doesn't say place. Seeking a place. It doesn't say that. <laughs> the Hebrew says Mood. Why would it say mood? 
Well, everybody knows your mood does have a lot to do with you. What kind of mood are you in? Uh, huh? <laughs> all this time the Lord's trying to like I said the other day rub in the Holy Ghost that anointing is trying to rub it in you trying to alter your mood through the Holy Ghost saturate your being so that when you leave here guess what It's kind of something, because I know there's some that lose the victory as soon as they get home. As soon as they get home, everything's all over with. <laughs> Your mind's not on God when you get home. You're doing other things. You're pursuing other things. Praise God. So that's why it's, it's important for us to understand that if He's setting the mood. He's gonna, you know what He's gonna do? He's gonna rub the Holy Ghost in us saturate our being so that when we leave here guess what we're gonna we're gonna have what it takes when we go out, go out to, even to our own home to our own environment or even out there in the world we're gonna have what it takes to be able to withstand everything that comes against us spiritually and mentally and emotionally and physically praise God I want everybody to just take a Draw in a deep breath and let it out really slow. Relax a little bit. Because that's how you need to feel in the Holy Ghost. This is this is not something that's so hard to attain to. It's just being led of the Spirit. Praise God. Just letting the Lord lead you to those places. The higher life. The higher life. You know why things aren't happening for, for us, some of us? Because we're not living the higher life. We're down here in the lower life. We're still subject to this realm, to this carnal world. That's why we don't that's why we don't see the manifestation of God's presence. But if we if we ascend, guess what? We're going to the higher life. You know what we're gonna see? We're gonna experience that new life. Amen. We're gonna live that new life. We're gonna see the new life. We're gonna see, amen, heaven. Yes. Amen. The spiritual. Yes. This blows my mind. Brother David and I were talking about it, you know. Uh, of course, we, we both we both were blessed to, to be able to, amen, uh, know Brother Hancock and, of course, Brother Garretts and all these great men of God. I don't exaggerate when I testify about them. I just wish some of you would experience their ministries. Then you would know what I'm talking about. But we were talking about just things that happened in their ministry and unbelievable things. Just boom. And you know it would happen just like that. Just like nothing. Just like nothing. And 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 uh, Brother Brother uh, uh, Becky was telling me about Brother Hancock ministering down in Chitopo years ago, about 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 seven years ago or so at their at the Brush Arbor meeting and 
he said, there was a man that came to the service. He had one leg was shorter than the other. And he said, Brother Hancock was the, the, the Holy Ghost. The Lord drew Brother Hancock up to him and to him. And so when he began to minister to him, he, he realized he's, he, he, the Lord told him that this man's leg, one of his legs was shorter than the other. So he, he said, can I pray for you? He said, you want God to hear you? You want the Lord to lengthen your, your leg so that's as long as the other so that man's got emotionally. He said, yes, if you would pray for me. He said, he sat, sat him down. He prayed, he put his feet up. And he said, he prayed for me in front of him. He said, man, that place, everybody was standing there watching him. And he said, brother, brother, hell no. And I, I've seen that happen before, so I know what it's like. But anyway, he said, he prayed for him. He grabbed that foot. He said, that foot came out. He said, and it came out and it got just kind of a little bit further than the other foot. And then it went back to back in place. And it was just as long as that foot. Amen. He said, just like nothing. Amen. Just like nothing, he said. And there's Brother Hancock. Just ministering like nothing. Wow. And, and he said, then somebody said, brother, brother Hancock, uh, that it's still shorter than he said, are you sure so they so they so they measured it but he said from what i can tell he said it was still the, it was the same length he said well let's pray for it again so he prayed for it. he said and you can see that foot come out again and then you see it go back and he said lord heal it amen just like nothing wow. now we, we look at that we hear things like that we go you know your mouth Right. mouth is probably sitting on your chest and you go and we were talking about that the other day I said just like nothing just like nothing but you know you know why it is that there is a manifestation in, in some ministries not all ministries some ministries like that you know why it is that they can have that kind of manifestation of God moving and using them you know why because they're living up here in the higher realm Where God is the source of life. Spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So what am I saying? God is trying to set the mood for this church. For us to come to that understanding that that's where we need to go. We need to be elevated in the spirit. We need to walk in the spirit so that we can ascend to the hill of God. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 3, if you want to go there. I'm almost done. Oh, excuse me. Philippians, not Ephesians. What am I saying? Philippians chapter 3, verses 13, we'll look at through 15. But I want to, I just want to, this is, just want to, look what it says. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Now look what he's saying. And reaching forth unto those things which are before. He says, I press. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. 
for the high calling of God. I press toward that mark for the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many as be perfect. Ooh. Be thus minded. And if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. So what's Paul saying? He just got done talking about, amen, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. Verse number 10 I'm reading from. And the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death, that if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. So he just was finished talking about that. Obviously, amen, when you, when you think about it, for us to be called to that, to that life, to, to walk in newness of life, to walk in the Spirit, to be lifted up by the Spirit, to be elevated by the Spirit, to be in that place or to be in that mood. So he says that, I press toward the mark. The mark, you know what the mark, you know what that word mark means? It means goal. That's my goal. How many of you have goals? How many of you have ever made goals in your life? What are the goals you've made? Guess what? We can make a goal in Christ Jesus. We press toward that mark. That's a goal that you and I have. That I want to live that, that life. I want to walk in newness of life. That's why I said, I forget everything that is behind me. Let go of your past. Let go of your failures. Let go of the way you used to think. Your thoughts, depression, fear, discouragement, anxiety, let it all go. Let it go. You don't have to hold on to it. And let the Holy Ghost permeate your mind. Gird up the loins of your mind, as Peter said. And to think and to meditate upon God's Word, because that's what they did. When you meditate on God's Word, guess what's going to happen? You're not going to be in the mood you were. Or you used to be it. Yeah. So to press toward the goal for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now look what he means. High calling of God in Christ Jesus. That word high means this. Upward calling. So God is calling us upward. That's where he wants us to abide. Remember, we're abiding with him in heavenly places. He already set the destination for us in the Holy Ghost. So when you're in that area, guess what? All the, the thoughts and everything that used to govern your mind, that used to war in your mind, you're not crazy no more. Right. You're not insane no more. You got peace with God. You have joy. You're experiencing His love. That's what the Holy Ghost does for you. That's what the Holy Ghost will do for you. 
when you walked in that newness. That's why, let me tell you something. Let me, let me say it again. Let me say it again. You need to pray through every day. Yeah. Not every other day. Right. Not, amen, not five days down the road. You need to pray through every day. Yeah. Pray through the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Speak in tongues. Yeah. Because every day that you don't, you get further from God. Yeah. You get carnal. You get worldly. You get fleshly. That's not good. So saints, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? Who's going to be there? Who wants to go there? Amen. Who wants to make that yeah. ascent? Yes. Amen. That's right. Amen. In the spirit. Yes. Remember, we're unique beings. We're human, but yet we're filled with the spirit of God. Yeah. Yeah. We might walk in the flesh, but we live according to God in the spirit. Yep. That's the difference. Thank you very much. Thank you for your attention. Thank you for your presence here this evening. God bless you all. Dismiss in Jesus' name. Amen. There's vegetables back there. And cantaloupe. And cantaloupe. Amen. <laughs>